Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today I am excited to talk about some material I've been learning in my coaching program in regards to the change process. Today we will discuss why change is difficult for our brain. What are we predetermining about change? The change equation. John Fisher's process for personal change. The difference between an internal transition and an external change. William Bridges' transformation model. Things to avoid while making change. And of course, a game plan to initiate that change. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an amazing day today. I'm recording on a nice Monday off today. We have a long weekend, so three consecutive days off, which is nice because it doesn't happen too often. But it's been a busy weekend and I uh, was helping out my sister-in-law wire her basement so did all the rough and wiring for their basement and Jess and I have been looking at new houses which is pretty exciting so we're looking to get our our third suited property um, which we'll live in so this one's going to be a bit more homey than the one we're currently living in which was more so just strictly an investment and not the most desirable neighborhood but definitely something that works for rentals so this new house is a bit more of a suburb community and getting a bit more fancier finishes than what we're used to living in this one. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. But today's episode is called, Why is Change So Hard? So I just want to start by saying that many times we overlook the process of what it actually takes to change. We just get the idea of, oh man, wouldn't it be nice to change this? Or wouldn't it be nice to to break this habit? Or, you know, we get that idea and it's exciting and we see the potential and we have that optimism behind it and and we can see what our life could be like if we were to change something or get through some difficult uh, transition or change that we're, we're trying to get through. But uh, but yeah, we, we usually overlook the process and usually we're not even aware that there is a process behind change. And then when that process hits us and when that journey of the change hits us, um, we realize that, hey, you know, this isn't as easy as I thought it was. And it's just a lot easier to revert back to what I was doing. So today's episode, I want to kind of bring some awareness and focus on what the process actually is and what to expect when going through a change. So I want to start by saying um, and explaining why it's so difficult for our brains to experience this change. So in our brain, there's something called the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is like the RAM memory in a computer. It can hold multiple pieces of information at once, but just like RAM, the RAM memory on your computer, the prefrontal cortex capacity, its capacity is finite. It can only deal with a handful of concepts before hitting its limits. When it hits the limits, um, such as us putting too much new information or new data into it, it will create discomfort and can produce fatigue and even anger. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to produce that fatigue and anger because it's so closely linked um, to the primitive emotional center of our brain, which is the amygdala. And the amygdala is what controls our fight or 
flight response. So when we give too much overload or too much new data to our brain, inputting that into our prefrontal cortex, it can't handle it. And then it triggers that amygdala. And that amygdala will trigger our fight or flight response, usually resulting in anger or frustrations or you know, low energy. And, and you can probably look back at a time where you were trying to make changes in your life but became too exhausted or too angry and then, yeah, you just, you just gave up. So try and, try and remember a time when you were trying to change something. Is that the case? Is that what, is that what uh, you experienced? And this is just bringing the scientific reasoning as to why you might have experienced that. So the prefrontal cortex crashes easily because it uses a lot of energy. The prefrontal cortex burns a lot of glucose, especially when new information is being implemented and being um, processed. So due to this high energy consumption to run our prefrontal cortex, the brain prefers to run off its hard drive. So a hard drive is a kind of an analogy for um, our basal ganglia. So our hard drive is what's stored within us based on our past experiences, based on our beliefs. Um, it doesn't use a lot of energy um, because it's hard. It's hardwired. It hardwired our, all our habits, our memories. It's stored everything from what we've experienced our whole life, and it's our default automatic programming system. And we will always naturally act in accordance to these habits and memories if we don't consciously choose otherwise. So it's like put it, it's like driving on on auto uh, on cruise control or or flying on autopilot. You know, we have all this stored information, and for us not to consciously be aware of what we're doing and taking action, we have this programming within us which uses a lot less energy than that prefrontal cortex. So this basal ganglia system will just naturally act for us without us even processing it, without us even thinking about it because it saves energy because our brain is efficient. So our brain is just trying to save our energy. We don't want to burn all that glucose. We don't want to consume all that energy. So we'll just revert back to our old patterns, our old systems. So this is why change is very difficult for our brain because it uses a lot of energy because we need to be consciously aware of these new actions and be aware of what we're trying to create. But in turn, that uses energy. So we need to be prepared to tackle this process of change and, and, and tackle this extra consumption of energy. So another thing we need to be very aware about when we're starting or moving into something new or when we want to face change, and that's it's very important not to predetermine what this change is going to be, um, especially in a negative connotation. So many times, you know, we, we see something that might seem daunting or we want to change something that we think is going to be very difficult and we're already predetermining it. Um, we might say things like, oh, this will be so hard or this will be impossible or it will take forever. There's not enough time to do this. And we're vocalizing this, whether it be in our head or out or, or vocalizing it to someone else or speaking it. And, and I've done podcasts on the power of negative uh, negativity over positivity and how it could be seven times more powerful than, than positive um, statements, thoughts, or, or vocalizing positive st statements. So 
we we must be very aware not to predetermine our failure because if we're saying it we're already we're, we're gonna fulfill that self-fulfilling prophecy um and we're just gonna you know we're, we're already we're already destroying our chances before we've even begun so we need to start with a clear sense of optimism and clear belief that hey this change can actually go down you know we need to start off on the right foot we can't be predetermining it for failure and having the, the, the wrong mindset and the wrong outlook on it. And there's also a book that I read called The Big Leap, I think by Gay Hendricks. And uh, he, he has a concept that he calls the upper limit thermostat, um, which means that we always revert back to what we're comfortable with. And it, it's kind of like the concept is based on what I just described about the brain. So our brain, you know, we have that hardwired basal ganglia system in us and we're always going to revert back to it because it's so much easier. It's what we think we're worthy of. It's what we know. It's what we're comfortable with. So we're always going to naturally revert back to it if we're not very aware that we need to do something new and that we need to take new actions and that we need to go through this process of change. So that's an interesting book. It, it could be a resource to uh, to lean on. It's a very fascinating concept how we just always revert back to what we think we're worthy of. So that's just um, reiterating the point that we need to really start thinking that we are worthy of no more, that we are worthy of this change that we want to undertake. Um, so there's there's an equation for change. And the equation is dissatisfaction plus vision, plus change process, that will equal your cost of change. So we need to know this equation. So there needs to be some kind of dissatisfaction in our life. And then we need to um, be aware of that, understand that we really don't want something. And then we need to have a vision for why we want to change it and really fall back on the why um, during this during this change process. Because if we don't have a why, and if we're not clear on why we wanna change something, if somebody just says, hey, you know, you should really make some changes in your life, you know, and now you're listening to someone, you don't have your own emotional ties to that, you don't have your vision for why you want this change or transformation, it's gonna be so much more difficult to push through those difficult times when they arise. And then we have to have the dissatisfaction plus the vision. And then the third thing plus the change process. So we need to be very aware that there is a process through all this. We're going to go through certain different types of emotions. There's going to be more challenges. There's going to be more energy consumption towards this. We're going to have to use that more, more energy to, to activate that prefrontal cortex. Because now we're going against our, our hardwired systems. We're going against that bangle basal ganglia system we need to constantly activate this prefrontal cortex to be aware and that's going to use energy so we need to understand that there's a process and there's a there's a guy named john fishers who actually broke this down into seven steps and it's his john fishers process for personal change and his seven steps are one the first step is uh you're probably going to encounter some kind of anxiety so uh, anxiety such as, can I deal with the change I'm facing? So whether the change is something that you personally are wanting to change, or there's a change in your life that is now your current circumstance that has fallen on you, you know, you didn't choose it, um, whether it's a loss of a loved one, a loss of a job or a new job, there's some kind of change that, that you're faced with in your life. And you now have to deal with that. So the, you're probably going to feel anxiety. Can I deal with this change I'm facing? 
And then the second step kind of leads into happiness. Um, something is going to change and, and there's optimism and you can kind of start formulating that vision. You know, something is going to change. A third step after happiness is fear of imminent personal change um, because change is scary. Uh, it's, not, it's not what we're used to. You know, it's not comfortable. And as humans, we're, you know, naturally when change presents itself, it's scary because it's different. We're not used to it. Naturally, as humans, we don't like change because back way back when in our ancestors, change meant, you know, you're in danger of your life. Fight or flight response activated, you know, and we've we've evolved. But the portion of our brain, that amygdala has not evolved. So we still naturally will be triggered when something new or change arises in our life. So the first stage of that process, anxiety, second stage, happiness, third stage, fear, fourth stage is threat. And the, the threat is the reactions from others of the new me. So we're, we're, we have the fear and the threat that what are other people going to think of me if I change or if I accept this job or if I quit, you know, what are others going to think? So I have to be aware that we are going to be having those thoughts. We are going to have that threat of what are, what are others going to think of me? And that's perfectly normal. It's part of this process. The fifth step is guilt. And that guilt could be for previous behavior. Oh, why didn't I not see this earlier? Why didn't I change? How could I have done this? And again, this is all normal. This is part of the process. His sixth step is gradual acceptance. So as you start the change process, you gradually accept the new you. I can see or accept my new self. And the seventh step is moving forward. So finally, you know, stepping into that new role, whatever that change is, you're now accepted it as your new normal. So this, this is his process for personal change. Anxiety, happiness, fear, threat, guilt, gradual acceptance, and moving forward. So why are we saying all this stuff? Why are we talking about all these um, processes and people's equations? It's just to bring awareness and to understand there's a process for this all. And it's normal, you know, and it's normal to experience this. And let's not use all these setbacks and blockages as an excuse to quit. Let's have the awareness that, hey, you know, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be feeling this way. I'm supposed to be, you know, feeling threatened or, or have anxiety or, you know, it's, it's just an extra tool to have behind us to help us through this process. So it's also important to know that change is external, but there's also going to be a transition and the transition is internal. So the change could be external, such as a different policy, practice, or structure. You know, you're faced with a new circumstance in life, an external um, policy, an external aspect of your life is affecting you. But you're going to need to go through an internal transition to get through this change. So transition being internal, you're going to experience a psychological reorientation that you're going to have to go through before change can work or stick. You know, you you have to adapt and that adaptation comes from an internal transition. 
And it's also very important to be aware that the transition is going to take longer, most likely going to take longer, because we're going to have to reconfigure what we know and what we know to be true. What's what's our normal? We have to adapt. And there's a there's a time frame that it takes for us to adapt, whereas change can happen at the snap of a finger, you know. Any change can just happen instantaneously and then we have to adapt and we have to go through this transition. So it's important to know that that transition is done internally and it's normal to experience this process that we're going to have to go through before we can accept the new normal, before we can truly accept that change. And William Bridges has a transition model and he describes it, it's pretty simple, as there's an ending. So there's an ending to something, whether that's being a loss, uh, a grieving process, you have to grieve something that you lost, uh, could be despair or mourning. So there's an ending to something, you're, you're, you're ending what you knew was normal. And then you step into the second um, step, which is the neutral zone. So you're in limbo, there's confusion, a place of not knowing. And again, this is normal and it's something we have to navigate and, and accept and be comfortable being in this neutral zone because we're all going to go through changes in our life, whether they're consciously chosen changes or whether they're a circumstance that abruptly hit us. We're going to need to learn and be comfortable entering this neutral zone, the limbo zone, the zone of not 100% knowing. But this is all right because we need to go through that zone. It's, a, it's a mandatory to go through this zone to enter the other side, to get to the other side, to see the, the other end of it. And the third is third stage of this transition model is new beginnings. And the new beginnings can be excitement, energy, seeing opportunity. So that transition model is, is referencing the internal state that we're going to go through. We're going to go through an ending, we're going to enter the neutral zone, and we're going to go to the new beginning. So again, there's, there's a stage to all this. There's a process to all of this. And it's also extremely important if we're wanting to especially if we're wanting to tackle change and we're wanting to alter something in our life and it's not abruptly, it didn't abruptly hit us, like say we want to uh, change our behavior, change our habits, anything like that. It's, it's really important to know that we really need to take lead and we really need to take charge on this because there's two, specifically two different, I guess, teaching models such as the carrot and the stick, the reward, or being told what to do by someone um, that aren't going to work nearly as well as you coming up with your own strategies and you coming up with your own implementations of how you want to tackle the change. Because the carrot and the stick technique, the control management, or ordering and telling people to change or, or how to do things different, differently, will actually trigger that amygdala. So as we talked about the brain earlier, it's going to trigger that fight or flight response because we're being told what to do. We're losing that autonomy and and we don't have the power. We're being told what to do and that's going to trigger that amygdala. And the more you get convinced um, by other people that other people are right and that you are wrong, there's going to be more pushback because if we're wrong, 
what else are we wrong about? And that starts to create some anxiety and that triggers that amygdala, that fight or flight response. And that's not going to help us. Um, that's not going to give us the confidence. That's not going to give us the motivation to actually change. If someone's just telling you what to do or someone's just simply you're doing something to receive a reward or a benefit, you know, there's not going to be the internal sense of you taking ownership for what you want to do and it's going to be a lot less satisfying and it's it's not going to be a genuine drive behind it so you need to be your own driver of change and uh and you need to have your own insights and epiphanies because it's much it's a much more soothing and non-threatening um process and through that process, you will release dopamine in your brain, that the chemical dopamine, which makes you feel good and empowered, instead of releasing cortisol when somebody's telling you what to do, you need to do this, or you need to change this, or you need to hit this goal to receive this reward, which that's going to release cortisol. And that cortisol will naturally put us into that fight, flight, or freeze response. And we're not going to be able to be creative. We're not going to be able to come up with our own insights and awarenesses to truly understand what's going to benefit us the most but when we release dopamine and we make those we make our own neural connections and and have our own epiphanies that's what's going to light us up that's what's going to release that dopamine and that idea is going to stick and that's going to give us the proper motivation to actually follow through on the process of 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 change in our internal transition process so that's why um you know me really diving into coaching now and coaching is completely facilitating the client to have their own epiphanies and to have their own awareness and to come up with their own action steps and the coach just really facilitates a session for them to be able to for for you to hold the space with the coach for you to have all these awarenesses and come up with these strategies of your own because that is the most powerful way to implement change and for for somebody to go through a new transition so during all this process it's important to know that um yes there's a process of letting go and we have to let go of what's familiar and what our brain knows because we need to go against that hardwired system. So we've been given the power not only to know that we can think and experience and be aware of our thoughts, but we also have the power to choose which thoughts are true and which thoughts to pay attention to. So this is a massive, massive key um, and, and thing to be aware of that we're capable of doing when we're going through change because it's so easy. We're going to have so many unwanted thoughts when going through challenging times and experiencing change or transition is going to be challenging. So we need to be aware that we have that extreme power of choosing which thoughts to listen to. We don't need to listen to every thought and not every thought we think about is 100% true. This is extremely important to know when we're going through this transition. And we need to have trust that, that things will work. We can't predetermine, like I mentioned earlier, that things won't work and it's going to be extremely difficult. We need to be lean on our natural ability to be intuitive, that we have a good idea and we have the knowledge, that we have all the answers within us. 
we have our own answers, not somebody else. We have the answers within us. We are whole. We are enough. We are smart enough to come up with our own solutions. We just have to trust and believe in our intuition. But that only, it's like a muscle. Everything's like a muscle. You know, you need to practice and you need to, to learn how to lean on that and execute and practice it over and over again. And that ability will become just second nature over time. So with all this information, with all this awareness, understanding that it's a process, understanding that, you know, it takes time and to, to be aware of how our brain works and, um, and that it, that it is going to be a transition. We are going to need to go through an internal transition when faced with change. We need to attack this with a game plan. So this game plan includes four steps. So we need to have contemplation. So I want to stop feeling stuck or I want to change something in my life. And then we need to step two, have preparation. We need to carefully plan how we're going to navigate all these steps, how we're going to navigate this process, how we're going to get through it, how we're going to get through that limbo section, the section of not knowing. And then we need to take third step, take action. Um, and this is the stage that requires the most commitment of time and energy because we're activating that prefrontal cortex. We're going against the grain. We're going against what's natural. We're going to have to use more energy. And in that, we need to be utilizing techniques of a holistically healthy lifestyle. You know, we need to have the proper rest, recovery, nutrition, exercise, mindset, spiritual practice, you know. I'm an advocate for holistic health. You need to be activating all realms as a whole of yourself, not just your body, not just your mind, all of it, all of it together to be able to take the necessary action to get through this process because it's going to take more energy. But we need to take action to make it happen. And the fourth step is maintenance, repetition to make the desired change or new behavior part of your hardwired system for it to get inputted into that basal ganglia for that to become your new default pattern you know it, it needs to go through repetition that maintenance section so having a game plan having all the awareness of that there's a there's a process there's steps we're going to experience anxiety happiness fear threats guilt acceptance before we can move forward you know we need to first be dissatisfied and have a vision and understand this change process we need to let go of what we knew to be able to formulate the new you know we we must lean on this knowledge of our brain and an understanding of how it works for us to for us to truly get through these difficult times so I believe everyone can experience change and shift their lives into what they truly want and desire. It's possible for anyone. I've done this in my life and I truly just want other people to experience this as well. Understand the process. Follow the steps. Create your individual plan and you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I hope you have a great day. See ya.